good tomorrow, everybody. This is the darker side of midnight. I am Matt Blaze, producer and board op of the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Joining me, as always, he is the associate producer of the other side of midnight. Telephone towel coordinator, phone screener, overnight sports anchor, the runway model, Kenny is here. T-G-I-F, baby. That is correct. But who is missing right Ah. now? Where is Bernard, boy? Where is Alex? Alex did his usual... I don't feel like doing the podcast. Yep. I'm going to cut out. You, you guys can say whatever you want about me. I don't care. Wah, wah, wah. And he bolted out of here like a shotgun. Fucking guy. <laughs> Fucking guy. Uh, once again, he's a no-show. Actually, I'm just kidding. Alex is doing something very important. Oh, he's right here. And let's oh, see no. where he is. Oh, to ease the oh that's Lou Dobbs. Oh, that's Louis Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is right now. He is uh, doing the news hour, uh, filling in for Noam Layton today. Yes. So we said, all right, you could do the news hour. He doesn't care if we do this without him because I know he'll be tired after the news hour. <laughs> takes a lot out of him. It takes a lot out of him. A lot of cardio. And we said, all right, uh, we'll do the podcast without you, and maybe we'll uh, bring you up wherever you are in the middle of the podcast. But apparently right now, let me check again. News there he is. Let's see what, let's see what he has to say. WABC News Hour. Governor Hochul says lawmakers in Albany are still working out the New York State budget. Hochul says the right budget is more important Listen, than it's in the news. Time. No, I know. He's, he's doing a good job. No, he is. He is. Listen, he can't be his normal potty mouth self here. Yeah, right. He's, he's not dropping he, f bombs. He's, he's got his news voice on. She adds that her team has been working around the clock. And this is live, by the way, right now. So yes. it is. Uh, 5:21 a.m. Alex is live. Calls with others who are not here, and we're playing a Hulk cut. The weekend. New York has extended Took its budget deadline twice. He so hasn't far burped this yet. Year, as <laughs> yeah, he usually does. Did he burps in the middle of a newscast? <laughs> Lawmakers are expected there to work is. through the weekend since the budget is now due Monday. This is Hochul's second year in office and the second time Look, she has delivered a late budget. I will put him down. He's doing a good job. Oh yeah. You go in there and you're filling in for a guy like Noam Layden, who is uh, a a veteran news anchor, mm-hmm. and Alex, who's been doing this uh, less than a year yeah, on the air, and he sounds great. I told him that the first time when he filled in for Deb Valentine a few months ago. I said, hey, you did a great job. Yeah. I, and, he, I, and he does a good job when he does the overnight news. Yeah, I think he's, you know, he's killing it. He's got the cadence down. He's Got the the uh, smooth voice. Yeah, he's got the smooth Barnard voice. In the decorum, there I he will is. Ask That's the it. sergeant to escort <laughs> you to a room where you can watch the what proceedings cut. on the television. The White House has condemned the bill, with Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre calling it, quote, extreme and dangerous. Right, he's, so he's got, got the cadence. He's, he's got, got that. He's got that news cadence. It's nice. Yeah, I, I don't, you know what? I don't know that I can do that. To be honest, I really, really don't. I, I mean, if I had it written, no, in fr- you could. If I had a script written in front of me, mm-hmm. then I could do it. Because what we do here, there's no script. Oh, I no. Mean, I'm just talking, so I have no idea. But when he does it, uh, like when he did this, Virgin Alex oh, Boyle. <laughs> <Alex is still laughs> <playing. laughs> 
get this extra virgin Alex oil. <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, was a breakthrough product, too. <laughs> Break for Starbucks. Breakthrough. I'm Alex Barnard. <laughs> I, look, he's doing a great job. Like I said, I'm sure if I had a script in front of me, I think I could read it. Yeah. But you're not doing news the way we do something like this, where we're just off the top of our heads just talking. Look, look mm-hmm. we just finished... The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morello. Oh, by, by the way, I, I didn't even say that. Yeah. This is The Darker Side of Midnight where we talk about everything that Frank Morano talked about, or not everything, things that Frank talked about in, uh, early this morning on The Other Side of Midnight. So if you're listening to this, you want to listen to The Other Side of Midnight for the same day of April 14th. So as you just heard, I am just talking. I have ideas written down, mm-hmm. lines of something that we want to cover, here right but we don't have it written down we don't have a script i have certain things ideas of or really most of it it's lines that frank said or just what he talked about and i'll just write it down yeah throughout the show we'll be like yo let's let's talk about that we'll talk about that right exactly that's it and it's one line so nothing is pre-planned about what we're actually gonna say so fridays as we always start every other side of midnight with ask frank anything and the questions were not bad this week we've definitely had uh day fridays that were worse oh yeah much for worse. sure so uh one of the questions and we'll shout him out because i know he listens brandon yeah from new jersey brandon baby who called and said hey i'm gonna play off of what you guys said on the podcast mm-hmm. the other day when we talked about frank being an angry drunk and brandon asked frank if he thought he was an angry drunk and frank's answer was no bullshit and yeah i disagree buddy bullshit morano you're 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 trying you're fighting with the bartender walking out with a glass owned by the bar mm-hmm. wanting to fight the bartender there was another time that they threw you out of a bar and you were fighting and you like broke the door he hit the I didn't door. even know about yeah, that. Yeah, he, like, broke a door. I think he broke a glass window on the door or something. And, and they were, like, either pay, say you're going to pay for it or get arrested. And he said, oh, I'll pay for it. Yeah, and, and reports, according to reports, that same <laughs> night that he took that glass, that wasn't the first time in that night that he'd taken a glass from one of the bars. From what he said, right. He yeah. said, what about the other two bars that I walked out <laughs> of with the glasses that the glass that I left here? He said that he left those glasses in the bar. Mm-hmm. So the one he was walking out with, they have those other two glasses. I mean, and this, these are only the stories that we know about. Oh, yeah. He, he's, so if, he's got skeletons. Yeah. If that's all that he's actually saying on the air, there's got to be more stories of him being an angry drunk. So I don't know that he says, well, most of the time, and he got this whole theory about, well... If something upsets you when you're drunk, it's going to be exaggerated, which is true. Yeah. But there are people that when they get drunk, they are happy. Mm -hmm. There are people that when they get drunk, they are always angry. There are people that whenever they get drunk, they get sad and cry. We both have been to college, Mm -hmm. and we have both seen these types of people a million times. Oh, yeah. I had friends that were like that. I talked about it. A friend of mine who was always an angry drunk. I used to go out with this girl, um, a friend of mine. We never dated, but we used to like hang out, mm-hmm. and we'd go out to a bar. And 
Grant, every time. Without fail. By the end of the night, she's crying over yep, something. had the same exact friend. All the time. Same type of friend. And it was nothing. And then you'd get her laughing after that, but she'd always start crying about whatever. Or you'd have the friend that no matter what, I mean, this is different than an emotion, but no right. matter what, can't handle his fucking liquor. Yeah, that's And he's up. throwing up yep. at the ever, end of every night. It's true. That you're going out and going hard. 100%. But it is, it has something to do with drinking. Right. That, there are those people, and that has nothing to do with what Frank said about, yeah, and he's right when, yes, if something that upsets you happens, you might be more upset than usual if you were sober because you're drunk. Yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. But there are angry drunks that every time they get drunk, they're angry. They're yeah. looking for a fight or if somebody bumps into them all the time. Not just just because it's exaggerated. It's all the time. So... I think that Frank may be an angry drunk. Yeah, I think he's I think he's okay when he's at the buzz level. Right. Like he's still like the normal-ish Frank but just looser. Right. And then the minute he gets to that point where like he's definitely fucked up. Right. He gets more and more because, angry. Because I'm not an angry I don't think and I don't think Frank's an angry person, but no. I'm not somebody that that when I get drunk like that, I'd say I am, I guess I'd say I'm happy. Or I'm just drunk. I don't know. I don't know that I'm happy, sad, yeah. mad, whatever. Yeah. But I'm definitely not angry. And that's just not my demeanor anyway. Not that Frank's demeanor is angry either when he's not drunk. Mm-hmm. But I just, if you're, if you're at the level where you're fighting with a bartender about walking out with a glass, like, that would never happen to me. Me neither. I would no matter how drunk I was, that would never happen to me. No. So that's that's there's something else going on there than just oh, it's it's because I don't think I don't think if that was a normal situation, if Frank was drinking soda or water or anything else than alcohol, that they say you can't walk out with the glass. You go, oh, I'm sorry, and he'd put the glass down yeah, and walk out. Hundred percent. I, I, I don't think Frank, you know, is that an angry guy. Where other than being drunk, but I think there's got to be a little bit something more than just oh, because of that situation, I I it it was exaggerated because I was drunk because I don't think that situation would have angered Frank. No, if he wasn't drunk, do you know what I mean? Cause, yeah, yeah. Because in other words, he's saying what he was saying was a situation that you would normally get angry in. That would get you even Am- more it would angry. Be amplified. Right. It would be amplified being drunk. And I'm saying, no, no, no. If you weren't drunk at all, you would not be angry that the bartender said you can't walk out with the glass. Yeah, that's just you wouldn't be annoyed by that. Common sense. Yes, there I'm sure there are other situations that you would have gotten annoyed at sober and then amped up being drunk. Right. Like but, if someone pushed you or something right. like that. Exactly. But Nobody's gonna. He wouldn't have gotten mad if he wasn't drunk, and the bartender was like, "No, you can't walk out with a glass." First of all, and a lot of it's illegal. Yeah, you can't have an open container of alcohol in a lot of places. Well, maybe he just took the empty glass just because he wanted the glass. No, I think it. I don't even know. I don't think it had alcohol in it. I don't. Re, I don't know if he said it did or it didn't. I could see Frank like. No, throwing I his see- head back and finishing the rest. All right, fine. Now there's nothing in it. <laughs> right. And tries and try to, to walk out with the glass. Still tries to go. Yeah, I think he was had the drink in his head because I've seen that a, a plenty of times of drunks trying to walk out 
with uh, a cup, not even a glass, like a plastic cup, and the bo- the bounce is like, no, 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 you got to leave that there. I tried to walk out with a full water bottle that I bought from the bar, and they said, no, 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 you can't take that. It's like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Like it's a, a water bottle. Right. And I just paid like $4 for a <laughs> water bottle. It's just water. And they wouldn't let me leave with it. Like they, I don't know why. Like they thought you had like vodka in there or something. I, I don't know. I told the guy, I'm like, I just bought this. He's like, well, right. you got to finish it. Yeah, that's the like, only. What the fuck? That's the only thing I can think of is they thought you had vodka or something else besides alcohol, and they didn't want to take the chance. Yeah, maybe. Who the fuck knows? Um, one of the other things that was brought up on the Ask Frank Anything Hour, Helena asked Frank <laughs> the first time he had sex, was he going steady <laughs> with the girl? Oh. And, well, first of all, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I wonder how old Frank was. He didn't say how old he was the first time. No. He did say, though, it was a girl that he had met before. Because at first I thought he was like, he, I thought he was going to say, like, it was a girl that he met at a party and then they went back somewhere and just banged. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, first time? Like like that? Like Frank was doing yeah, that? that's the first time? But even still... Um, he had only met the girl once, I think he said, and then the second date is when it happened. Is I think is what he said. I mean, that's which is that's kind of unique. Like, yeah, you, you usually don't. They don't. You know, usually your first time is somebody you know a little bit better than that. Yeah, and, I mean, maybe it wasn't her first time. Yeah, exactly. So maybe she just gave it up easy because it and, wasn't and, her first time. Right, and Frank was a virgin. He's like, I'll fuck whoever, I yeah. want. whoever offers. I'm yeah. there. Like, I don't know how old he was. I'm, I'm assuming. He was like a teenager, mm-hmm. like most of us. And he probably, he probably still uses the phrase, "Oh, we were going steady," <laughs> yeah, even when he that's was true. young. Frank probably does use that that <laughs> that phrase because you know he's the youngest old guy you ever meet. Yeah, according to Curtis Lewa. so he might have used that going <laughs> steady. I'm like, I'm trying to think when. First of all, when I was a lot, when I was a teen, we didn't even use that term. No. That's like from like the 70s, like early 70s, like 60s. I look at that as like some some shit out of Greece. That's what I'm saying. Like Something that's like, like that. I think that that went out of style by the early 70s cuz I'm trying to think of like episodes of like the Brady Bunch and where <laughs> they've said going steady and I think they did. So I'm thinking 70s and that show ended in like the early 70s. So I'm thinking early 70s, 60s, 50s was when that phrase was popular and you're right mm-hmm. frank frank probably still uh, used i wouldn't that, doubt it that phrase like his first oh the first girl i went steady with yeah oh <laughs> god uh the other question we had that frank um thought was a good question was um actually from neil in staten island and he said noticing that the price of food is going up, and of course, what did Frank bring up? Eggs. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he boycott his of eggs. favorite food is eggs. I didn't realize that was his favorite food. Me neither. I, I mean, I like eggs as much as anybody does. I get well, apparently not as much as Frank Morano, but like, I I, I, I eat scrambled eggs. I, I eat, make I, a, I like I like a nice egg uh, ham and cheese omelet. Yeah, I make them e- actually every single morning. Do you really? Yeah. Every, Scrambled eggs? Every morning, yeah. What do you put I was in? having four, four eggs Yeah, I, I would have four too. And then once I was like, 
dude, this shit's getting expensive. I'm running through cartons. Scrambled? So easily, yeah, scrambled. So how do you make butter? Do you use regular yeah, butter? Yeah, I have like like the olive oil butter. Olive oil butter. A little is dab that, of that. Is that, I can't believe it's not butter olive oil? No, it's or not. Just I actual, forget the brand. A different brand. It's like pretty good. It but it's like butter. It's a regular, it, it is butter. Yeah, it's the same consistency. Right. And it's it's pretty good. I mean, and then you, don't you, just, even tell. you put milk, oh, you can't put milk, so you just. I just, I used to do that. That right. was a little trick, make them fluffy. Right, yeah, it makes right? them fluffy, yeah. But I, sometimes I put olive oil instead of butter. Right. Just a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I just have them with, like, multi-grain toast. Right, right. Yeah, once in a while, I'll, I'll make eggs um, when They're I get so home. They're so easy. Like, it's so yeah. quick and easy to make. Uh, but, you know, with working the hours that we work, when I yeah. get home, I'm like, it's dinner time. So I'm I'm actually, I've eaten burgers in the morning. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've eaten. Well, That's ste- funny. Steak is not, you can have steak and eggs. That, yeah, true. Um, but, yeah, I've had, like, regular food that you would eat for, like, dinner See, when I haven't I've gotten done home that at yet. 7.30 in the morning. Yeah, I haven't done that. I'm like, I feel like eating this right now. <laughs> like, I might do that today. I think I might stop at Wawa because the new Wawa opened by my house, like, oh, right, right there. So I might stop at Wawa and get, like, a sandwich. Those chicken sandwiches on the biscuits? Yeah. Those actually aren't that bad. You mean the ones they have in, like, the, um, like, right, the cash register? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty those good. Those are good. Yeah, they have different kinds. Obviously, every Wawa is different, but, like, they have, sometimes it has, like, the Italian meats. So it's, like, <laughs> right. pepperoni and, like, salami and, like, oh, provolone I, hot. You think that's good from, like, a Wawa? Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. That's fine. And hot, oh, I couldn't, if, I can't do it hot. It's got to be like cold cut. Yeah, they have that too. Well, you could go, they, look, like wa- the prosciutto, for people that don't, that hot. for people that are not in New Jersey or Pennsylvania, yeah, Wawa is a, what would be like a 7-Eleven, mm-hmm. but it also has like a Subway that's Wawa. I mean, it's just called Wawa. And it's a gas station. But they station. make sandwiches. Right. And it's a gas station, and they have... Like I said, a whole sandwich so they have breakfast that they only serve during the breakfast hours. Mm-hmm. But I think you can get, like, sandwiches, like, anytime. And then they also have things that they only make, like, after 4 p.m., mm-hmm. which they added, like, a couple of years ago. So you can actually get, like, a burger and fries. Yeah. That I haven't tried from Wawa. Fries I have. But, like, I have gotten a burger from Wawa. But they make great like subs, you know, turkey, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You could add, you know, they have different sizes so you don't have to get a giant one. Yeah. And then coming up, so in June is usually like ho- hoagie fest, they call it. Because, mm. you know, they started like in Pennsylvania, so everything's like a hoagie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where you can get like the price of a hoagie is of, of, of a large, like 12-inch, 13-inch, whatever it is, mm-hmm. is like half price, oh, that's, something that's like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So I might get one of those sandwiches, and you get them hot or cold because they, they heat it up if you want. Right. Or if you only want, like, you can get the whole thing toasted or just the meat stuff. To- it's weird. Anyway, I might get that. They also, um, isn't Sheets, right? That's the other big chain, Sheets. No, well, I, we don't have That's them Pennsylvania. Yeah, Sheets Pennsylvania. is like a big PA thing. But yeah. I know it's like because they do have the Wawa's in Pennsylvania, so right? Those and, now kinda... and now they're moving into North Jersey oh, and yeah? to New York, I think. Really? Yeah. There's to a New couple. In, there's a couple that I know of in North Jersey. There's one by Newark Airport in Elizabeth, mm. like literally right down the street from the airport. And I see like where they're opening up new ones, and I think they are moving more North Jersey, and I think they want to get into to, to New York. They got a they got a battle Seven Eleven for that. Well, you don't know. You know who they ba- in New Jersey they battle Quick Check. Really? Oh yeah, there's a quick lot of check. quick checks. 
And huh. Quick Check is the same thing as Wawa. It's like they have the same thing, a sandwich. They make sandwiches. They make different kinds. And I think Wawa saw what they were doing because, like, Quick Check added French fries, and then all of a sudden, like, a year later, like, <laughs> Wawa has French fries now. They're like, we got to get this. Well, I, yeah, because I actually knew a guy who used to be part of the team that went around and would suggest to Wawa Corporation, it was his job to find sites to mm. build Wawa's. Oh, cool. And he would give it to whoever makes those decisions, oh, here's this site, and mm-hmm. this is where we thought, and they go, nah, we don't like that one. And he goes, sure enough, like three years later, quick check on really? that site. Yeah. Boom. So the Wawa that they just opened by my house had been a smaller Wawa store. And mm-hmm. they literally knocked the entire thing down and rebuilt a bigger store with a gas station. See, that's nice. So convenient. Um, yeah, because oh, I stopped there on my way before I go to work. It's not out of. It's not really that out of the way because mm-hmm. I live close to the park. Right, it's just right over the other side. I got to go back. But anyway, um, yeah, I might do that when I get home. I'll see what I, what I feel like eating. Yeah, you, you, I'll eat you, a may, cheeseburger. you may end up eating a fucking half rack of ribs. I, uh, yeah, Who I don't, whatever's there, man. Or whatever <laughs> I have in my house, I'm like, oh, I feel like making a, a lot, make a steak, make yeah. uh, burgers that I have, whatever, pizza. Pizza? Oh, yeah, I have like, um, I get these frozen pizzas from Costco. Let me nice. tell you something. Nice. It's a cauliflower crust, everything pizza. Hmm. So it's got like mushrooms, sausage, pepperoni. And it's cauliflower crust. That sounds I like good. thin crust pizza the best. Yeah, me too. And this is a thin crust. And it's like a medium size. I can eat the whole thing myself. Oh, easily. So I get home and I'm like, hmm, what am I going to make some burgers? I don't know, I'll make <laughs> a pizza. pizza. It takes like 20 minutes. You know, you heat up the oven, you put it in. Yeah, boom. And that's, listen, when we work these hours, that's what we end up doing. Dude, we don't want to get All home and be chefing shit in the yeah. kitchen. Like, we want to just get some, eat something quick. Right. And that's the other thing too. Like sometimes I'm just starving when I get home. Like, like I make the choice, either I walk out of here and I go to the bagel place across the street, yep. or I go, no, 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 I'm gonna wait till I get home. It takes me an hour to get home. So me by the time I get home, I'm starving. So I'm eating. If there's a bag of popcorn, I'm eating <laughs> ba- while whatever I'm cooking is heating up. Yo, the other morning I I uh, I saw those. You know those sugar cookies with like. The fro- like the for Easter they have the yeah. blue or the yellow frosting yeah, 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 yeah. on it. I saw a pack of those. <laughs> Started eating a couple yeah. at seven in the morning. Yeah, I'd eat whatever. I don't care because I'm like, this is dinner time, man. I'm probably gonna go to sleep in a couple hours. Yeah. Well, I, I am gonna go to sleep, but like today, since it is Friday, mm. I don't have to get to sleep because we don't have to come to work tonight. Yep. So I usually stay up a little bit later, which I don't like to. I always try at least wait two hours after I eat to go to sleep. See, that's smart. I never do that. Yeah. I mean, look, you're in shape, dude. You're like... Yeah, yeah but eventually, <laughs> over time, that's definitely not good for you. No, it's not. Because it's have sitting the food. in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're so sitting I, in your stomach. I purposely try to wait two hours before I go to sleep. So I will look at the clock, and I know that I try to go to bed no later than 11 a.m. Mm. every morning. So like I know like like yesterday morning, I ate something at like eight thirty. Oh, you know what I had? I had a steak. We had a little steak left over, and I had uh, taquitos. You know, oh yeah, taquitos. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, warmed up a couple of taquitos. Nice. And the steak, and it was eight thirty, and I was like, well, I can't go to bed before ten thirty. 
Like, that's in my yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right. And I did. I went to bed at, like, 11. So I, I, I didn't need anything else. Yeah, two hours is, like, a safe... I feel like right. you could get away with an hour, yeah, depending on what you eat, right? Like how and, heavy and look, it is and stuff. Like I said, I try. There are times I don't eat and go right to bed. That I never do. Yeah, so that's the problem. So me. yeah, I wait. The minimum would be an hour, mm-hmm. which I have done, but usually it's at least two hours, right? Because I don't want to, you know, I'm already. I, I don't want to gain any more weight. I got to go on a, <laughs> every every week. I say I'm going on a diet. And now it's like, oh, next week I got to go on a diet. You got to just pull the trig. I do, man. I, I try every week. And now I'm like, well, I got a wedding to go to in like July. There you go. That's motivation. So now it's like, all right. Hell yeah. I gotta Dude, that's good. a goal right there. I got to look good for this wedding. Yep. So uh, not that I can't fit into the clothes or anything. I'm yeah, not, right. I, but you, you but know. I, I want to look good. Yeah. I want to be like, oh, wow, we haven't seen you. Oh, wow, you look great. You exactly. want that reaction. Exactly. Wow, you look awesome. That's the that's, that's the reaction you want. Yep. Um, yeah, one of the things Frank talked about last night. Oh, by the way, just to, to, to top it off with the uh, asterisk anything, uh, David from the Bronx won. Uh, this is, I don't know how many times he's won, to be honest. Um, but look, we don't we don't go by... If they've won before, we're not going to pick their question. Unless there are two people and their question we feel are both valid enough to be winners, mm-hmm. we'll pick somebody who hasn't won. Right. But when there's a clear winner, it doesn't matter if they've won before. We're, we're yeah. going to use our judgment and say, look, to us, that was the best question. And David from the Bronx, who has won before and has come to the, the studio and yes. has been here when we did that other side of – Governor's Island, mm-hmm. when you would debate a point against somebody else, and David did come in here, so we we met him. Uh, David from the Bronx question was, if the founding fathers knew about what would happen today, and I guess the technology and advan- advancement of guns, mm-hmm. would they have still written the Second me- Second Amendment in the way it is written in the Constitution? And Frank said no. He thought no, and he went over the reasons why. And he said, look, those guys were politicians. Those guys were doing the same thing that politicians do today. A lot of them, you know, they were out for themselves. They were doing what was good for them. Right. They were doing whatever you think about that dirty politicians do. I mean, yeah, and and they also just came from breaking away from Great Britain. Right. So the thought was, okay, we should have a right to have some guns in case Absolutely. some shit like this happens again. And I've seen, sort of the, thing. you know, I've seen that commercial that was running a couple of years ago when they talk about the Second Amendment and they have a guy like cleaning a musket mm-hmm. and like how long it takes. Like you shoot it and then you got to clean it and then yeah. you got to do this, and you got to do that, and it takes like fifteen minutes before you can shoot it again. Yep. And they're going, that's what was going on when the Second Amendment was written. Right. There wasn't like. Fucking automatic. You know, not, automatic weapons. And I'm not going to get into, I yeah, know, yeah, automatic yeah, yeah. weapons are banned, blah, blah. I'm not getting into all that. No. But I'm, I am one of those people that I agree that people should have the right to have weapons. I don't understand. And this is me, and we're not going to debate no, this. No, no, we're not getting into this. I don't understand why people need semi-automatic weapons in your household. I just don't understand the argument. Agreed. I know there is hey, one. I'm not going to argue that because I agree. Right. I, I know there is an argument, and I know what the argument oh, is, yeah. yep. and I think it's silly. I, I think that's not going to happen. It's usually like, what if uh, uh, there's a pe- you know 20 people walking towards you, and you literally need to spray them all? 
And I, in my Dude, head, I go, what the fuck is this? It's not going to happen. The Last of Us? But yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this, like a zombie game right. or something? Exactly. So I, I'm not going to get into it. I do agree that there is, that um, we should definitely have the right to have weapons. It's just how much and how far is, exactly. is the question. But that's that's for another day and, and not, not here. Um Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. The other thing Frank talked about was, and this was very interesting, and we were we were actually surprised that we didn't get more calls on this. And it's something that I went through. It's something that, Ken, you went through. It's something mm-hmm. that Frank went through, and that is parents getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Now, Frank said he was five or six years old when his parents got divorced, and I've met his parents. Um, at the same time, they were there. They, they weren't hanging out with each other, but... Look, uh, they, you know, obviously they share a son together, and they're amicable. Mm-hmm. Um, and Frank even said that when his father or whatever, his grandparents died, that his mom went to the wake and that kind of thing. Now, how you, how old were you when your parents got divorced? I was around, I had to be like five or six. So you were young, too. Yeah. When they definitely. got divorced. I remember, like, snippets Right. Of them, like, fighting Together. and battling. Right. Like, those times. And it wasn't amicable. <clears throat> no. So now they, they don't talk. No. Nah, well, it's they, been a long time, obviously. Yeah, the, the only time they talked was about money. Right. That was it. For you. I mean, Right, child for support, me and my sister kind of and I, yeah. Right, right, right. But outside of that, nah. How old's no, your sister? How she, old? She's, she's older two, than Two years younger than Oh, me. two years younger than you. Yeah. So she was really young. Does yeah. She even she, re- so she probably doesn't even remember. I, I'd have to ask her. Them like together see my parents were old i was already when my father moved out of the house i was 19 Hmm. i was like i just finished my freshman year of college and that's when my dad moved out and then it took a few more years before the divorce actually happened Hmm. so they had been separated because I think there was a thing in New York, like you have to be separated for a certain amount of time before you can get divorced. And mm-hmm. they had an amicable divorce. You feel like that's all, almost worse to go through as a kid because you've already known them to be together your whole life. Yeah, I mean... Rather, whereas I remember bits and pieces, right. but I don't really remember them having an actual well, relationship together, you know, sort of right. thing. Um, for me, I'll, I'll tell you what it was. At that time, it wasn't that bad because okay. um, my dad, well, my dad had moved out of the house the first time when I was like 16, and mm. that was what you're talking about. Like, that was hard. Right. I remember, like, crying. You know, I was, like I said, I was 15 or 16 when he moved out. I, it was sad. I remember he wrote a note to oh, me and my yeah. sister like, we knew he was leaving. It wasn't like he just left, you no, know. No, that's, that's but, sad, man. But he did write, like, a note, like, the day that he actually moved out. And I just remember, and my sister, too, that on the bottom, he wrote, like, love daddy. And that was, like... Yeah, that's... I, I, I remember when he told me, and I remember because my dad was into cars. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had sports cars. Nice. And he'd watch his car, like, every Sunday. And mm-hmm. he never really asked me to, like, help him. I used to. But, like, he never, like, went out of his way to ask me or anything. And then one day he asked me. Uh, and I knew there was something up. Shit. And that's when he said, you know, I got to talk to you about something. And that's when he told me that he was, they were getting separated. Mm-hmm. And it was heartbreaking. It was the first time I saw my dad cry. Wow. Because he was, you know, like I said, I was like 15 or 16. Yeah, that's right. And it was tough. But by the time, so they got back together. My dad moved back home. And then like two years later, I think, was when he moved from the upstairs to the guest room downstairs. And they lived like that for like maybe six months. But Mm -hmm. I was in college at the time. My sister was there because she would have been a... She would have been a junior in high school at that time because she's mm. also my sister's two years younger than me. So when he moved out, um, what Frank had brought up the topic was when two people get divorced and you share friends, whose side do you go to, or do you pick a side? Do you go with the, yeah. the wife, or do you go with the husband, or how do how do people deal with? Inviting someone or a two people that used to be a couple, and now they're divorced. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you invite them to a party? Do you invite them? And and the answer that we both said before the caller said it was, you invite them both. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't want to go, then that's on them not to go. Fuck them. But why do we have to be? Why do I have to think about? Oh, you know, uh, these two, John and Mary, are divorced now. And but I'm friends Mary with doesn't want to be around John. Uh, that's their, That's fucking Mary's problem. Yeah, I'm it, friends it, with both of them. You, they can't hold it against me. No, because you so invited both. We invite them both, and if they either both don't show up, or one shows up because and doesn't, and the other one doesn't want to because they don't want to see their ex. That's on them. Yeah, I am and, on... and all we can say is, all right, I get it, I understand. You know, you don't want to be around them for what it means. Maybe one of them cheated on the other. No. You know, who right. knows? I mean, in my mind, that's not... Frank made it out to be like, it's the hardest decision in the world <laughs> to not. make. No. no, it's very simple. He was Why like, would you put it on yourself? Yeah. He was put like, it on them. He was like, who do you choose? Like, Why do you have to choose? <laughs> why, why do you have to choose? Dude, you're not picking what movie you're going to watch tonight with your wife. Right. Like, and like, if they get pissed <laughs> off, that's on them. Like... You say, oh, you invited my ex? Well, yeah, because we're friends with, with that person. Yeah. You have the problem with that, not me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my parents' divorce was amicable. Um, I was, like I said, I was older when it happened, and there was an instance when my mom did get annoyed, like I, I was saying, and that was when my dad got remarried, and... It was mostly his not well. I mean, my father died, but it was they got they only lasted five years. Mm. But at that wedding, I think the reason my dad actually got married is because she wanted to get married. I don't think my dad would have really. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember it was mostly her family there, mm. and I remember like I believe like from my dad, my grandfather was still alive. My grandmother had died already. My uncle, my father's brother, was there. Mm. Um, now the couple that it was my mom's like best friend and her husband was my father's best friend. So they were invited. See, that's tough. And then, like I said, how the way my parents met, even though they were at the same high school, my dad was like four years older than my mom. So her best friend and it was her cousin 
who was at the time my dad's best friend. Mm-hmm. And then once um, my mom's friend got married, then her husband and my dad became best friends. The other guy was her cousin. They, they were always around. I used to call him my uncle. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he was one of the, he was not it my was real that uncle. Sort of relationship. Right. Yeah. So he was and his wife were at the wedding mm-hmm. and then who used to be who was my mother's best friend and still is was at the wedding with her husband and my mom was annoyed at her for going to the wedding. Yeah. And she, I remember she came up to me and my sister at the wedding and we felt so weird. It was just this very surreal like odd thing mm. and she came up to us and she was just like how weird is this to to my sister and I? And we're really? like, yeah, this is just weird. Yeah, that's a very awkward and, situation. And the guy who I used to call my uncle, he came over to me and goes, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> that's what he said to me. I go, that's I don't so know. Funny. He goes, what the fuck is he thinking? I go, I don't know. That's so funny. Five years it lasted. Five <laughs> years. That's it. That was it. So, yeah, that was the only time that I remember my mom, like, being upset. But... Other than that, there were plenty of other times after they were divorced. I mean, obviously, when my sister got married, you know, mm-hmm. my dad was there, and all of their friends were there. And I said to Frank on the air that who who get who gets the friends, and it was like my mom stayed more friends with people because my dad was the one that sort of moved away mm-hmm. into New Jersey. Everybody else at that point still lived in Rockland, so my mom saw people more often. Right, and my dad kind of did his own thing. And then I do remember one of the couples, they moved to New Jersey and they bumped into my dad. And then my dad became like sort of friends with them again mm. and went out with them a few times and hung out. But even through the years, I can remember like still my dad used to come because my dad, look, my dad had to pay my mom alimony and all that kind of stuff. And my dad would still come to the house, do all the bills. So it was amicable. And mm. we'd still go out to dinner sometimes and have uh, other events with because there was a they had a big group of friends, so there were other events that we would go to and they would both be there and it was fine. Yeah, see, my parents never had that sort of relationship right. where, like, you know, like you said, like your parents they went to high school together, right? Oh yeah, I mean, there so was, they had friends, mutual friends. Like oh, my yeah. mom grew up on Long Island and my dad grew up in Queens, so right. They had two completely different friend groups. Right, right, right. And it wasn't like, you know, they were friends all f- mixed together. Yeah, I mean, of mo- most of the friends that they had, like, that I remember growing up, wasn't necessarily, like, from high school. But because, like I said, my parents got divorced. I was, my dad moved out final, the final, I was 19. So there was a whole, my whole life as a yeah. kid my dad lived in the house. It wasn't like like your father. Like you don't remember. You barely remember right. your parents together. That's the difference. I do. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents were married for like twenty years. Right, and they probably so, made friends together as a right, couple. Exactly with other people. Exactly who had kids. So we all hung out together. Mm-hmm. We'd go to friends' houses on vacations. All that happened together. Yeah, and we would go on family vacations like sometimes. Um, so that I remember, like I have those memories. So it wasn't like, it was like how w- with your parents that they got divorced and they don't have, like you don't have that um, of remembering them as a couple together, mm-hmm. or going to parties and like they had friends together and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like it was different for you than it was for me. Um, and I was older. I think would it have been harder when I? I think for you because you were pretty young. It, I think it's better like 
either they get divorced when you're really young or when you're like older like I was. Yes. Because I was already out of high school. My sister was a junior in high school, but I was out of high school for the final time. I think it would have been harder if I was like 10 yeah, like, or 11 or where I can remember them together and then one of them's gone. Yeah, that happened with my with my cousins. Like, right. My uncle and my aunt and my cousins were like middle school and like starting high school. Yeah. So that's like a weird in between to have to go through that. Oh, yeah. And then even, I mean, I was telling you this, that when, so my when my dad got remarried, um, I did not meet his wife, who was about to be his wife in two months, for two, two months. Like, hmm. he was with that's, this woman for crazy. a couple of years, and I only met her two months before they were getting married. Really? And that was the reason was because my sister did not want to meet her. My sister didn't yeah. want to meet her. And my dad didn't think it w- thought it would be weird if for me to know her and not my sister. So he she never wanted to meet her. So we never did. Mm-hmm. Until obviously we had to. And at that point I think she, my sister was sort of over it for the most part. Right. And then we did, of course. Mm-hmm. But we were older, so it went through. But anyway, we talked about that, and what do you do? And we were surprised that we didn't get as many calls as I we know. thought we would get on that topic. Yeah. Because that's got to be a very common thing. I thought they were going to pour in. With people that, and, and someone did call that was that did go through that situation. There was a, that, yeah, there was that, a few. That were divorced and had friends together, and they stayed friends. Or, like, somebody, Frank asked the question, um, I think it was Joanne. Or yeah, Joe, yeah. who called, and Frank said, you're the perfect person to ask. Mm-hmm. What did you do? And she said, yeah, we had friends together, and we were both invited to a party, and I went, and I said, I'm going. And they asked me, "What is, should we invite so-and-so? I don't remember her ex-husband's name. Mm-hmm. And she, she said, yeah. And yeah. If, he, if he wants to come, he'll come. And then he didn't come. And that's the right way to, to do it. He never showed up. So, I mean, that's just how it is. That's not your fault. So I figured... Um, the same thing. We were like, you just invite who you want to invite, and if they get the problem, that's up. That's their fucking problem. Yeah. Not a, not anybody else's. Uh, Frank, we thought this was odd that Frank denounced snoring. Y- yeah, like, we were just like he he denounces people for doing yeah. bad things. How do you denounce snoring, which is something that people can't help that they do? And, and there's no one on the receiving end to like be dissed right. by the denunciation. Like, like, like snoring is not going, oh, my God, I just got I just got denounced by Frank Marano. Yeah. Like uh, the entity of snoring. Like, what is that? <laughs> I don't, I, I, we were both, like, perplexed by this. Like, snoring? Yeah, and it's and you can't, like... You can't help it. You can't, exactly. You can't denounce someone who snores because right. they can't help it. They can't help it. They snore. Now, I was telling you that I snore, and you said you snore, mm-hmm. and I said, if well, I sleep on my side and I stop snoring. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's like a common thing, right? Because right? when your you're side. on your back, it's on your oh yeah, your that, mouth is wide open, yep. and yeah. Um, yeah. But to denounce snoring, <laughs> we just thought it was very odd. Yeah, that was very weird. Um, the other thing that he talked about, which I thought was a little bit scary, was the AI scam mm-hmm. that someone got a call of their daughter going, "Help me, help me." Yeah, and it was an AI. And I'm like, first of all, my first thought was, how did they get the daughter's voice? Dude, that is some freaky shit. And like, they must have went on, found her social media or something, and recorded her voice, got a video of her, like where she was talking in it or something. something. Like, yeah, how, how do you fuck? know that? It's just, uh, and I've gotten, I have gotten scam calls mm. where 
the guy called me. Oh, I think you told me this. I did. I don't know if I told it here, but the guy called me and said, do you have a mother? And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's yeah, like, do you have a sister? I was like, well, yeah. And I, I was just kind of like, and I, I knew right away, this was, why are you asking me these questions? Yeah. So no, I kind of no knew way. that it was like bullshit mm-hmm. just to ask that. So then he goes, oh, well, listen, what happened was, he goes, my mother and my little sister were walking and apparently uh, your sister hit them with the car accidentally. And my mother is in really bad shape in the hospital. And my brother is crazy. And they're they're holding your sister hostage. And then I hear, like, someone in the background going, help me, help me. And I'm like, I knew it was a scam. And they're like, I go, so I start playing into it. I go, oh, my God, what I do is calm down. But he knew my name. Like, he he asked for me. So it was like, he was like, is this Matt? Like, he knew when he called. I said, yes. That's why I even answered. But then mm-hmm. he goes, do you have a sister? And I'm not, that's when I knew originally. Oh, I knew it was a scam. But I said, yes. And that's when he goes into the whole thing. And I go, now mm-hmm. I know it's a scam. Oh, dude. It's scary because right people away. are actually gullible enough yeah, because, to you know, buy you're into not, this shit. you're not expecting it. And mm-hmm. then the guy goes, yeah, you, your sister hit my mother. And she's in a hospital. And she's doing in really bad shape. And my brother... He's crazy. He's in a gang, yeah. and he's holding your ho- your sister hostage. And I hear, help me, help me, in the background. And then I go, oh, my God, w- w- what are you? Well, listen, listen. He goes, listen, Matt, I want to help you out. I don't want your sister to get hurt. Mm-hmm. He's like, so, you know, we got to gonna have to give us something. And I go, well, what? He goes, oh, you know, you got to give us, like, $5,000. I said, dude, I don't have $5,000. What are you talking about? He goes, well, you got to give us something. You know, if you want your sister to be safe, and I hear, help me out. Yeah. You, know, you got to give us something, blah, blah, whatever he said. And I go, you know what? I hate that bitch. Fuck her. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Kill her. Dude, go ahead. That's classic. And then the guy just hung up. Because like, he realized that I knew that it was bullshit. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, keep her. The first thing I thought of when, when he said this denunciation was like, Terminator 2. Right. When he calls home and it's like the mom, but it's, yeah. but, but it's T-1000 it's like, on the other goes, end. How's Fluffy? Whatever the fucking yeah. dog's name yeah. isn't, you know? Yeah. He goes, uh, what do you call? It wasn't Fluffy. It was something else. I don't remember. Yeah, the, I forget dr- the dog. And he, he goes, oh, he's Fluffy's doing okay. And then he just hangs up. He goes, your parents, parents are, are dead. dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? He goes, your parents are dead. Do you have to go like, no, you cannot go there. And that's like the equivalent <laughs> of the fucking AI. Like, yeah. To impersonate to a T the woman's daughter's if voice. If that's what happened. Because, yeah, we, because remember, there was a lot of stories that people would just call somebody's grandparents and be like, this is your grandson. And it's just a voice. <laughs> I did that shit in a prank call. You did? Yeah. Like, what did you do? Me and my friends would fuck around, and I'd be like, oh, Grandma, <laughs> is this you? Really? And, like, one lady bought into it. She's like, oh, hi, how But you what doing? did you You didn't try to get money from No, them, no. You it just was just like a prank call fucking around. Right. I wasn't looking for, like, monetary gain. Yeah, these people were like, Grandma, you need to send me a thousand dollars. No. I mean, I'm in the county jail, and they make up some bullshit. Dude, you got to be, like, a scumbag like Frank said yeah do something like that that is low man so I, that's what I thought of too that I thought of that scam of like maybe it was just a voice it doesn't have to maybe be AI mm. it could just be a voice but Frank I think he said it was AI that yeah. they used which is scary but in a way 
it's kind of like, wow, so we can make make up like radio bits by using somebody's like an actor's voice yeah. saying stuff. You can yeah, you write could. it out and then they'll say it. But it's like, how are they going to say it? Is it advanced enough to have like certain intonation and yeah. that kind of thing? You don't to really sound know. smooth. Right. And not just like Robotic. Frank Morano. Yeah. Is, like, you know, like yeah. you could tell. Frank Morano is an ugly guy. <laughs> oh, well, look who's here. Ooh. Is he an ugly Ooh. guy? Alex Barnard is guys, an ugly guy. Did you guys hear? Uh, well, I'll tell you what we did here. We didn't say, we didn't bring it up yet. Yes, and the reason yes, I yes. didn't bring it up oh, God. was because I, I wanted I wanted to see if you were going to come in for this. Yo, get the I hell over here. Yeah, oh, he, oh, he's got to go get headphones. Guy. So Alex, as you heard, is now finished with the news hour. It is a little after 6. Mm-hmm. And we're going to bring up something that I didn't bring up purposely because I thought we might still be doing this. When Alex was finished, oh, I just filled it for Alex with a burp. Uh, so, what's the matter, dude? You're gonna oh, be in here for Come like on. you're gonna yeah, be in here for five minutes. Like Put five the minutes. fucking thing in here. Yeah. So, all right. So this is what happened. All right. So I didn't bring it up because I figured you'd be done and we could talk about it. So, oh God. If you notice, <laughs> if you listen to the early news or the the news hour as it's known now, and it is up, right? I mean, it gets posted. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay, so yes. it will be it will be posted. Yeah. So Alex told first he did he did we had a discussion Alex and I about what he should do as his story, his anecdotal story mm-hmm. as Noam does one every day about stuff that happens. So Alex's first idea was to talk about the new Metallica album. Yeah. And I said, no, that's a horrible idea. No <laughs> one's going to give a shit that the new Metallica album is out. That's not an anecdotal story about your life that you want to tell. And we had multiple discussions about this, including tonight or earlier this morning. He still wanted to do this Metallica. And I said, don't do it. And he took my advice, and I'm telling you the story that you told about Tarantula Frankenstein was the better story. Dude, I liked it. Thank you. Thank you. You about, actually had me laughing in there. Really? Yeah. Right. Oh, laughing. good. About Alex's cat that he calls Frank, but the, the full name is Tarantula Frankenstein Barnard. <laughs> and people think that you name the cat after Frank Morano, but the cat's how old? He's 18 years old, and he's going to be 19 this year. Wow. So, obviously, you didn't name the cat after Frank Morano. Hell no. So, that was a good story. <laughs> So that's that I will give you the credit for. Now, here's the kicker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every day, no one does, and we've been doing this on the early news, even when it was called the early news, and it's now the news hour. I keep saying that. Yes. The top five. Yep. The top Oh, yeah. Five. Here it is. <laughs> um, so Ken mm-hmm. was in there. I was getting ready in here. Yep. Ken was in there sitting next to Lou Rufino mm-hmm. working the board, and Alex goes, Here's your top five stories. Lou plays a sounder. Now, hang on. Alex says a sentence. It's the first story. Yes. Uh, uh, Lou still plays the, 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 the wife. Yes. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> Next story, number three. <laughs> number four. <laughs> number five. <laughs> then it's supposed to end. Then it's supposed to start and do the actual first story and get into the details. But no, no, no. Number six. And Lou looks at me and <laughs> he goes, yeah. That was six. <laughs> so the top five was really six today. Now, hang on. I'm pretty sure because when I've I've heard Noam do more than five before, I'm but pretty it, sure. 
Because well, he doesn't call it the top five at five, and neither did I. He calls oh, it the headlines. But it does still have That's the top five It still five says the sounder. top. Yeah, it does still say the top five at five. So I know it's right. a little it's a little confusing, but since he since he calls it the headlines, I figured I could take it take some liberties with it because I think he does. I've I'm almost positive I've heard him do more than five stories before. No. So that's why you did six. So you knew it was going to be six. Well, is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, well, no, I didn't know it necessarily it was going to be six. I knew I had to throw the Metallica album in there, though. <laughs> uh, right. Because it goes, this is what it sounds like. The top five at five. Right. So it still says the top five at five. Right. So we should just change that. Yeah, then. we should. If, you, if he's they doing should. more than five. Yeah, yeah. Because you are right. Every morning, Noam goes, all right, let's get into the headlines. And then he goes right. through them. And he just goes through them. That's true. He doesn't really say, here's your top five. Now, did you guys hear the funniest thing that's ever happened on the early news? Or on the news hour? No. No. I did put you up so, at one point. We did. When you were doing uh, the Hokel story. Right. So now, Justin was doing his 549 report. Right? Or 547 sports report. This? It comes out like this? Yep. He's like, oh, thank thank you there, Alex. Oh, I'm, I'm, John, I'm Justin, Justin Alec on uh, uh, 77 WABC. Sports. And, yeah, Justin, very, and, very laid back when uh, and, uh, well, the Yankees and, played last whoop, night. Hip, and, hip, uh, hip. Uh, so, it sounded like this. So, so Sid... <laughs> Sid opens the door while Justin's doing his sports report and sticks his finger in Justin's mouth. Oh, in and, his mouth? Yeah, in his mouth. And so Justin's like, what? but Justin's like still reading while he's doing it. So he's so like, like blah, blah, and blah, blah, the Islanders are. Spectacular. And everyone, everyone started laughing. Lou, Sid, Justin. That is classic. I've seen, I have seen Sid stick his ear, I mean his finger in Justin's ear. Oh, yeah. Right. I've seen him hit him on the head, smack him in the face. Yeah. I've heard him say stuff like off mic, you know, he says things. He does his thing like with his two fingers where he'll just come up to you and go yeah yeah i've seen him do that a few yeah. times but no that that's a new one that i missed yeah that one that was funny and he <laughs> i i said to justin i was like man yeah <laughs> you know like i'm sorry that you have to put up with this and he was like oh, he, loves it. he was no he was like well you know what if if I had to have anyone's finger in my mouth, I'd like to have it be the number one rated mor- uh, morning show, uh, morning talk show host in New York. This guy. I woke up this morning, my yeah, right this guy eye is like watery. This is live, by the yeah. way. Yeah. People Every know. Day this is, is live story. Man, I can't get away from it. It was twenty nine years of before. Well, now I'm starting that's what again. Saying. Here we go again. Sid said he was going to give me a shout well, out. Well, now today it's even worse because he might have done it. Already. He might have already so, done it. Yeah. Uh, yesterday after the show. All right, enough of him. You want to listen? Is the podcast or you listen yeah. live? Listen live. I can say listen live right now, but you can't listen live if you're listening to the podcast. Well, uh, yeah. Like at 8 o'clock at night or something. Right, yeah. But it is uh, well, listen 6, live. 12. Listen live on Monday. Yeah. Right, or you can listen to the podcast, the Sid and Friends show True. as well, if you want to hear it. Um, so we were just talking about uh, the divorce thing. We talked about how Frank denounced snoring, which we thought was ridiculous mm. how do you denounce an entity I, how do you I, denounce I, something I, that you have literally like no, no control. control over <laughs> which is exactly yeah. what we just said um the other thing oh we talked about the ai yeah. about the mm. the prank i have no comments on any of these things by the way uh okay well how about this one uh, uh this is a tough one the someone who will be celebrated uh after they are gone all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Alex fill in on this. All right, go ahead. I'm out of here. Who, 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 you're oh, out? you're leaving? I'm getting this train. Oh, you want to get the train? Okay. All right, go ahead. 
buddy. Have a good weekend. I love you both. And Alex, you killed the news. Thank you, buddy. All right. So, Alex, go ahead. Someone. All right. Someone that's celebrated who's alive now and they won't be celebrated for what their efforts are or whatever it is that they do until they're dead. Now, you gave me a lot of shit for this yeah, when because, we were talking about it. Because no one knows who it is. But that was kind of the point of the exercise, too. Frank I, has said Frank said that. Right, I know. And I'm saying that I don't think those people, even after they're dead, anyone's going to recognize them. Yes, they will. Okay, go ahead. They will remember who, who Jeff Becerra is and was. <laughs> All right. Who is Jeff Becerra now? He's still alive. Jeff Becerra. Right? He's still alive. Yes, he is still alive. He is the front man for the legendary uh-huh. metal group Possessed. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The legendary? Yes, they uh, are legendary. In what world? They came up in the same scene as Metallica. Okay. They came around at the same time as Metallica. Okay. One of their guitarists, uh, Larry Lalonde, okay. who, who may be a familiar name if you've ever heard of a little band called Primus. Okay. From the 90s. All right, yeah. Yep, he's their guitarist. But okay. Yeah. Um he w- he started out in Possessed. Um but, anyway. But but the difference- But the point is All right, go ahead. Jeff Becerra. Yeah. is one of the first people to have invented the to supposedly have invented the death metal genre and uh-huh. he created he he created the name of death metal. There's a tra- there's a song, the very last song on Possessed's first album, Seven Churches, is called Death Metal. It's it's basically they sound like Metallica right, but so way why, heavier. All right, but why is he gonna be remembered? Because people often say that that album was the first death metal album and he was the singer on it. Okay, so you think And the like genius behind the whole thing. All right, so do you think when you say this, do you think that people in the metal scene or people that like metal, they don't know him, and now they will know him when he's dead? Or do you think the world, like, is going to know him? Because Frank meant, like, people that everyone's going to know their name. In other words, everybody knows who Van Gogh is. Everybody knows who Monet is. Those are so, people know who those people are. But someone like Jeff Becerra, yes, in the music scene... Yeah. People may celebrate the guy and go, oh, wow, this guy died and he was the the godfather of death metal. Right. In that way. But is any Joe Schmo off the street and you walk up and go, oh, you know who Jeff Passero is? They're not going to know. Now, if I say to anybody, you know who Van Gogh is? They're going to go, yeah, he, was, well, yeah, the, no he was the guy who cut his ear off. That's what they're going to think. Well, and the Sunflowers and, the, you know, Starry well, Night and all the paintings right, and but, shit. But mostly famous because he cut his ear off. Uh, I think more than the paintings. Mm. No, see, he oh, was, but, but he I was think really... Mon- Monet will be, oh, the guy who did the landscape. Right. You and he I mean? is he is actually a really good example of Frank's, um, of Frank's, what do you call it? The, the thing that he was talking about because... He wasn't famous when he was alive. No one, no one. In fact, people thought his paintings were shit when he was alive. Well, right. That's that, and that's what he's saying. So, and that's why. Oh, I didn't hear him saying. That's yeah. why this was a. I'm saying that's why he was saying it's somebody who was not famous or well known when they were alive, and then became more when they were dead. But then, and I brought up John. I said John Cusack. I was thinking of actors, and I thought John Cusack. You know, he's been in a ton of movies that were good movies. He doesn't get the props. I think he deserves, uh, and then Frank kind of goes, "Yeah, but I know who he is." And I go, and "Then he's," but then in the same, you know, a few minutes later, he goes, 
George H.W. Bush. And I'm what? like, well, Fuck everybody off. knows who George H.W. Bush is. And he goes, well, people, people will look back on his presidency as being better than they thought it was when no, he was won't. president. And I was like, well, even if that's true or not, it doesn't matter. That's not what you said this was about. It was about somebody who wasn't known when they were alive, and now they're known for their work because they're dead. Right. People knew who George H.W. Bush was when he was alive. Yeah, he and was he wasn't alive, and he's not alive now, so it's a stupid example. Right. he's just dead. Yeah, so and I also, by the way, I don't, people, people don't fucking view his no, presidency very well at all. Not really. It's I mean, 30 years later, and they're still shitting on well, this guy. Well, there was the Gulf War. Read which, my lips. Well, and that's what people really think of. Is more of the read my lips, no new taxes, and then raise taxes. That's what people think. And it's not as simple as that. I know that. And I also do know that he had no choice. Right. Yeah. To I raise know. Ta- I mean, there's a whole, I'm not going to get into that, but I know the intricacies, and it's not as simple as I'm not going to raise taxes, and then he just did it. There was a yeah. very good reason why it happened, but that's what people played over. In fact, I had a, a, a CD. Of like a house song, and it sampled him going, "No new, read my lips, no new taxes," and then giving, <laughs> yeah, and then giving the reason of like, "Well, I'm raising taxes," like just like that's you know, out of context sound bites. I'm right, talking about it, but um, yeah, I didn't think that was a good example of the exercise Frank was talking about, and I thought, well, "What do you mean, John Cusack? Just because people know who he is doesn't mean that they're not going to celebrate him more once he's dead." Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Now, he did give a good example of a guy, and I go, all right, and I didn't know who he was at all, and that is a better example, but it doesn't mean just because you or me or more people don't know who they are, and then I said Clint Howard, who we just talked about oh, the right, other yesterday. day. Oh, right, yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, and, and Frank said, you could make an argument for Clint Howard, and I said, well, all right, yeah, you're right. I mean, people do know who he is, but in the same way they know who John Cusack is. Right. But Clint Howard wasn't as big a even a movie star as John Cusack. He yeah. played bit roles. That's what he was known for. And then it was like, wait, that's Ron Howard's little brother? I it's crazy to me that I didn't right. I had no idea. That but that then was... when you saw a picture of the guy, you it's go, like, I know oh, this fucking guy. I know who this guy is. He's because yeah. he's been in like a zillion and in, in one movies. All right. So no, you've been here for ten minutes, but we've actually yeah. Over I saw how you guys have gone long today, bro. We're over an hour. Yeah, right now, so which is fine. So it's fine. Who gives if a you're fuck? listening to this, oh my god, I keep forgetting. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm on this mic. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this, I uh, this is of course the darker side of midnight. You want to listen to the other side of midnight with Frank Morano for the same day of April 14th, as the two shows go together because we talk about things that Frank talked about. Earlier this morning, and like we end it every day, your influence counts. Have your pets spayed or neutered. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.